I want to teach you today about the spirit realm, the spirit realm, and how to engage the spirit realm and why it's so important that we understand the spirit realm and that we are engaged in the spirit realm. Amen. Uh, and I'm going to start in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. And I've got a ton of scriptures today. I'll probably fly through them. Uh, so if you missed one of them, you can always ask me uh, about it afterwards and I can uh, give you my notes or email them to you or something. Ephesians 2.10, it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, which is demonic spirits at work in people. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our own flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even we, when we were dead in our transgressions, he saved us and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and has raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand, so that we would walk in them. Um, there is a superhero called Superman. We all have heard of Superman, right? And the interesting thing about Superman, he can do anything. He's like he's stop a speeding bullet and jump over a, a tall building. And uh, we've seen the movies or the cartoons where he picks up a car and he flies away with it. And, and he's even in some of the movie, movies, he, he, one of them, he went around the earth so fast, time went backwards, right? I mean, he can do anything in this realm. But he's not from this planet. He's from a planet called Krypton. And on Krypton, he's just a normal person, just like anybody else. He has no special powers. The reason he has special powers here is because of uh, Earth's gravity and the yellow sun. That's what the comic book uh, says. That's why he has special powers. And I bring that up because we kind of have a similar situation as Christians, and that is that we live in this natural world, but we don't have special powers necessarily in the natural but in the spirit realm, we also live, and that is where we have special talents, abilities, authority, and power. And so if we don't, as Christians, understand that and learn to engage in the spirit realm, then we're not living to the potential God wants us to live. And we'll read scriptures about how we're supposed to be victorious, and yet we feel like we're always struggling. And we'll, we'll read scriptures about how we're supposed to have peace that passes understanding, and yet we're always stressed and worried. And a lot of times it is because people are trying to find their strength, their authority, their battle weapons in this natural realm when God has given us power in the spirit realm and that's where he wants us to function so my job today is to teach you about the spirit realm get it in your brain in your mind and then teach you and encourage you to engage in the spirit realm because that is where your strength is that is where your power is as a child of God 
Christians who live and engage only in the natural world are like Superman back on Krypton. They have no special power. They struggle against the forces of evil and the nature of this fallen and cursed world. Now, if you just function in this natural world, uh, if you're really smart, you might have a a little bit of an advantage of the rest of the average people in the world. Or maybe you're super talented and you might have a little bit of an advantage of the rest of the people in the world. But pretty much you're just a normal person. You have what normal people have in the natural as abilities. But when you function in the spirit realm, what you have are supernatural powers, supernatural peace, supernatural strength, supernatural authority given to you by God. And so today I want to encourage you let's figure out how to function let's figure out how to walk in the spirit realm let me read just some scriptures really quickly that kind of uh, allude to or talk about the spirit realm john 17 13 but now i come to you and these things i speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves God, Jesus is talking to his father about us. He says, and I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I'm not of the world. I was born in Walnut Creek, California. I live in Cedar Park, Texas. Here we are. I'm not of the world. No, you're of the spirit realm because you were born again into Christ Jesus. That's what Jesus is saying. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Uh, John 4, 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. There is a spiritual way to worship God. It's possible to worship God just with your words, and you can raise your hands and not mean it at all. But when you're in the spirit, in the spirit realm, and engaged with God, that is where God really wants you to worship him from. And we know what that's like, because there are times, all right, we might come on a Sunday morning, and we begin to worship, and it's just we're just going through the motions at first, because we're kind of just more engaged in the natural realm than the spirit realm. But as we begin to close our eyes and think about Jesus and think about God and begin to worship, we, that changes. And the natural world gets smaller and the spiritual world gets bigger and it's just an amazing thing. And God becomes more present and more real to us in those moments. It's just wonderful. God wants us worshiping in the spirit. 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen. What? <laughs> Let me just say that to you again. As we look not at the things which are seen. How do you look at things that are unseen? How do you do that? But I, we're looking at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How are we looking at things that are not seen? Because we're looking in the spirit realm. And the world can't see it, but you and I can see it. Amen? We know and we can see it. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except God and the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, 
but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. Are you catching that? There's even a spiritual language. We see things in the Spirit. We can speak in the Spirit. We can talk in, in, in the Spirit. We can understand in the Spirit. You remember when Jesus sometimes would say, he that has ears, let him hear. Well, they're all going, well, my ears are still here. No, he was saying your spiritual ears. Are you receiving it in here and not just up here? And he goes on to say, Paul says here, but a natural man, in other words, a man who is not born of the spirit, a non-believer, someone who's not born again, does not accept the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. In other words, non-believers can't tap into the spirit realm like you can. They can't live in the spirit realm. They can't engage in the spirit realm. It makes no sense to them when you talk about the spirit realm because they have not been born into it. But he who is spiritually appraises all Things For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Are you with me so far today? There is a spiritual realm, and that is where our power lies. Now, we know what the natural realm is. Like it, We're aware of it every day, aren't we? And one of the ways you know about what's in this, what we can call the natural realm or the flesh or the fleshly realm, is that we can see it, hear it, taste it. Touch it, right? All of our five senses, we can smell it. Uh, we can interact with it in the natural realm. Uh, we have the ability to, uh, we have a natural part of our own selves, right? And so you have a physical body that I can see. You also have an emotional self that I can engage with. I can make you mad or I can make you happy or I can see you sad or something. You have an intellect and a conscience and, and all of that is a part of, the, the, of you that engages in the natural world. But there's another part of you born again believers that is engaged in and born into the spirit world. And that is your spirit. And that is where you and God are united together as one. Amen. And this is how a Christian works, is that you and the united uh, Holy Spirit within you are one, and he is working through your fleshly life, through your mind, your will, your emotions, your conscience, to do his will in the world today. So we are both engaged in the spirit realm and the natural realm, but we should not just live in the spirit, but we should walk according to the spirit. Now, the spirit realm, very quickly, is just... It is, it's a lot of, it's like a lot of things about God. You can only know what God tells you about it. Like God himself, we can't know all of God. All we can know is what he has told us about himself. So I don't know everything there is to know about the spirit realm and neither do you. Uh, but what we do know is that it seems to be an eternal place where God exists and always has. It's unseen by the fleshly eyes, at least by now, uh, or right now it is. And where is it? It seems to be everywhere. Uh, it could be here. It could be in heaven. It could be all over the place. Uh, but there are, there does seem to be places where certain things exist, like heaven is in the spirit realm, but it's always talked about being above us and Jesus ascending up to the right hand of the Father, right? And, and hell being below us, right? And, and the Bible even talks about Satan and demons as being the prince of the power of the air, and so there, that is like you could think of that as the air around us on earth here. And that is where Satan functions. Because Satan isn't living in heaven, 
right? And he hasn't been cast into hell yet, but he's in the air and he's functioning to try to steal, kill, and destroy right here on planet, planet Earth. And, and so there is good in the spirit realm and there is evil in the spirit realm. And, and, and uh, God and, and angels and demons are in the spirit realm. And Christians, born-again believers, are in the spirit realm. Now, once again, people who aren't born again aren't living in or engaging in the spirit realm. They can be affected by it. They can be deceived by Satan. They can be oppressed by Satan. They can be possessed by Satan. But they don't exist in the spirit realm because they're spiritually dead. That means they're dead to the spirit realm. Are you with me today? But we born-again believers, we can live in the spirit realm and function in the spirit realm. In fact, that's what God calls us to do. There is a battle going on in the spirit realm. Now, we talk a lot about how Jesus has already won the victory, right? I've read the back of the book, and we already won, right? Isn't that awesome? But, you know, there's still battles going on. And the battles in the spirit realm are over which people will be on the winning side. Is your neighbor going to come to Jesus, be born again, and have victory with Jesus? Or is he going to stay blind to the truth, reject Jesus, and not have victory in Jesus? That's what the battle is over. They're fighting over people's lives and souls here. And what we do is important because although angels have a certain power and job to do, no one has the power and job to do that you and I do. You know why? Because if an angel has more spiritual power than you do, what he doesn't have is the ability to take that into the natural realm on a daily basis like you do and change the world around him. Are you hearing me today? We are unique as children of God. God has called us to make an impact in that way. So there's a battle going on. Satan is uh, trying to do his thing, and the Holy Spirit is doing his thing in the spirit realm right now. That's where God is functioning all the time. And, and like one of the ways that God engages non-believers through the spirit realm is through conviction. He, he convicts us, and we get awakened to the spiritual realm and spiritual truth, and then people make a choice to receive Jesus or reject Jesus, right? And so we see that the spirit realm is real and it's important because that's where our power lies. So let's understand this right here, right now. There is a reality beyond what we can see, hear, taste, smell, and touch right here, right now. The Holy Spirit is at work in this realm. Satan is at work in this realm. Angels are in this realm. Demons are in this realm. In this realm, there's a battle going on. Good versus evil. God versus Satan over the souls around us that Jesus loves and gave his life for. That is going on right here, right now. I don't know how many angels are in this room right now. I don't know how many demons are trying to attack and steal and kill and destroy. But if you could see in the spirit realm, you would see the work of angelic and demonic forces, the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the enemy going on constantly, trying to do work so that it affects what happens in the natural realm. And God has positioned us. His born-again, spirit-filled believers to not only live in and affect this natural realm, but to live and affect the spirit realm. And the reason why this is so important is because everything that happens in the natural realm comes directly from the spirit realm. Amen? 
It comes from the spiritual realm. That's why it's so important. Uh, you're going to win spiritual battles in this life by first winning them in the spirit so that they become reality in the natural realm. Praise his wonderful name. If we get that as children of God, it will change how we live. We can live in the power, in the peace, in the purpose, in the strength that God intended for us to live. The way the Bible talks about us, because we know that all of this comes from the spiritual realm where God is. Can you say amen to that? So the Bible constantly talks about spirit versus flesh. Have you read that before? The spirit versus the flesh. And even to Christians, it tells us to walk according to the spirit, to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. Now, we live both in the spirit and the flesh. In other words, we're, we have spiritual self. We have a natural self. You have a body. And the Bible's not teaching you to get rid of your natural self. You'd like destroy your body. When it talks about destroying the flesh, it's talking about not letting your flesh have its way, but letting the spirit of God have his way in your life. So the battle of spirit versus flesh is to not walk according to the flesh. You know what it means to walk according to the flesh? It means to just do whatever you feel like doing whenever you feel like doing it. And how many of you figured out what a mess that makes of your life, right? Just, just go out this next week. Just If you want to try it and don't believe me, just go out this next week and just say anything you want to anybody you want. And let's see how many black eyes you get. You might, you might get arrested. Who knows? You might get fired. Who knows what's going to happen to you? Uh, if you just do what you want to do whenever you want to do it, what a mess you'll make of your life. But that's what the flesh does. It says, come on over here. Make yourself happy with this moment right here. Do this thing right now and you'll enjoy it. Tell that person off. It'll make you feel better. Don't go to work today. You don't need to go to work today. Just stay home. It'll all be okay. And just, just constantly the flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do. And God is telling us over and over in Scripture, don't live according to the flesh. The scripture that we read at the beginning says, don't live according to the pattern of the world that was established by the prince of the power of the air. Do you know when you just do whatever your flesh tells you to do, you're living according to what Satan has set up on this world. You're doing things Satan's way. But if we live according to the spirit, we let the spirit tell us what to do. And can I tell you something? The spirit of God will often tell you to do things your flesh don't want to do. In fact, the Bible says the flesh is almost always at enmity with the spirit. The spirit wants to be lazy. The flesh wants to do the work. The, the, the flesh wants to lie and get out of it. The spirit wants to own up to it and apologize. Come on. The flesh wants to spend your money on frivolous things. The spirit wants to pay the bills so you can sleep at night. Come on. I could go on and on and on, child of God. Let's just read Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 26. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets itself and its desires against the Spirit. We just talked about that. And the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are, and watch this, we talked about this too. The flesh will lead you to immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of angers, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing. Got to take a breath because the flesh has just got a lot of stuff going on, right? 
carousing and the things like these which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you before, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The fruit of the flesh is that you will have outbursts of anger, dissensions, arguments, drunkenness, carousing, doing whatever your flesh wants to do. You know, when people come back to work on Monday morning and they've got a hangover and they tell you how great their weekend was, but they can't remember any of it. <laughs> it was so great, I don't remember any of it. You know what? That's a fruit of the flesh. Saying, go party, have some fun, enjoy yourself. And it leads you to nowhere. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such as these, there is no law. Amen? God is telling us, walk according to the Spirit. Those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, once again, it doesn't mean that, that you take your physical body and go die on a cross like Jesus did. He already did that for you. It means you kill the passions and desires of the flesh that are wanting to do things contrary to God. All that we had church and Christians who continually rejected the flesh, crucified the flesh, and listened to the voice of the Lord. Amen? We need that in this world today. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. We've got to live in the spirit realm and walk according to the spirit realm. What does it mean to walk according to the spirit realm? It means that you engage the spirit realm. You are aware of the spirit realm. You're thinking about the spirit realm. You're, you're uh, working in the spirit realm. You're functioning in the spirit realm. Living and engaging in the natural or fleshly realm only leaves you weak. You're like Superman on kryptonite. You don't have any power. You can't fly. You can't lift a truck. You can't do anything special. You might have a little more ability than the guy who lives next door to you, but it's not that much. You're not going to overcome the curse of this world. You're not going to overcome Satan and his demons if you're functioning in the flesh. Oh, but if you ever get to earth uh, where the sun beams down on you like Superman, now he can, he can pick up a train. He can fly faster than a speeding bullet. He can do things no one else can do. And when you and I get into to the spirit realm, we've got power and authority beyond the curse of this earth and even beyond demonic and spiritual forces. Are you hearing me today? You have that power today. Living and engaging in the spirit realm is where our peace is. Our peace comes from the spirit realm. Now, there's a lot of things that come from the spirit realm, and you can think of them as you dwell upon this message and the Holy Spirit speaks to you about it this week. But I want to talk just about a, a couple of things here. One is our peace comes from the spirit realm. If you don't get your peace from the spirit realm, what you're going to need is all of your natural circumstances to be good. And if they're not, you're going to live at the mercy of life because life happens. You get a flat tire. You ever notice you never get a flat tire in your driveway? It's always off somewhere else. <laughs> and and, and you, you, never, you, never have a, you never have the jack you need and the time. You're always in a hurry. That's life. Life happens. You know, and when you get sick, who's got time to get sick? Who can take off work to be sick? Nobody's got that. But it happens because that's the life we live in. And you're at the mercy of others. You know, people can ruin your peace if all you have is the peace that happens here on this natural realm. All it takes is for one bad neighbor to say something to you and your peace is gone for the day. 
All it takes is one person in your family to give you a call or a text or, or say something or do something, and all of a sudden your peace is gone from you. If you get your peace from these natural circumstances, you are at the mercy of all these other forces, and they have to align in order for you to have peace. But we know this. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled or let it be fearful. Jesus has a peace to give to you. And it doesn't come from the conditions that we're in. It comes from the spiritual realm. Amen. It comes from the place that God is. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I like that kind of peace. It's the kind of peace that the world can't figure out. It's the kind of peace that just doesn't make any sense, and they don't know why. It's because they're not connected to the spirit realm where your peace comes from. It's the reason Jesus was walking on the water in the middle of the storm and the disciples were freaking out inside the boat. They were looking at the conditions around them and letting them tell that them how things were while Jesus knew in the spirit realm that he had power over the winds and waves. He wasn't worried about anything, right? Amen. We can live that way. And why do we have peace in the spirit realm? Well, that's because the spirit realm is where God is. And where God is, there is peace. Amen. You know, when you're a little kid and you're afraid at night and you hear bumps in the night and you, you go into your uh, mom or dad's room and you go in there and, and you tell them you're scared and they let you crawl up into bed with them and all of a sudden all of the fear goes away. And it's not because anything changed in your circumstances. All that changed was you're in the presence of your mom and dad. And when we get in the presence of our Father, all these scary, frightening things, doctor's reports, financial problems, difficulties in your marriage, problems in society, and you, you turn on the news and it freaks you out. When you get into the presence of God, all of these big, scary things start to become small as we are in the presence of our Father. For we know God's promises in the spirit realm. He promised to take care of you, didn't he? He promised he'd watch over you. He promised he'd provide for you. He promised you that he'd be with you. And we know God's power in the spirit realm. We know that God can do anything. That times when we feel like we're pinned in on a corner and there's no hope and there's nothing we can do, when we get near to our Father in the spirit realm, what we know is that God can do anything. And there's not a problem too big for my God. Amen. You know, you may have gotten a devastating physical diagnosis from the doctor. He may say there's no hope for you. So how does a Christian who functions in both the spiritual and the natural realm respond? Well, I'm going to talk about my wife who had one of those diagnoses and has been living with it for a while. And just to give you an example of how we live and we walk in the spirit she decided and I decided to pray first of all and to talk to the Lord and ask God for healing and to trust the promises of God. She still goes to her doctor. She still takes her medicine. Let me give you a little piece of advice. Just because God can do the miraculous is not an excuse for you not to do the practical. If that were the case, we'd all just sit home and expect God to provide for us. But if we do that, we'll starve. They'll turn our electricity off because it's practical for us to go to work. Uh, God will protect you, but that doesn't mean you leave your doors unlocked at night. Come on. Someone might break in and, and kill you and you get to heaven and you're like, God, what's up? And God's going to say, why didn't you lock your doors? 
(laughs) Just because God can do the miraculous doesn't mean we don't do the practical, which is why we pray in the spirit. We believe God's word. We still go to the doctor. We still trust that God can work through the doctor if that's his choice. And so Kathy would go to the doctor and and there, there were people who found these support groups for the condition that she was diagnosed with. And they told her about it and uh, tried to push her to go to that, thinking that might help her. And to some people, it might. But it would not help her because that's not how she's fighting this. And uh, one of the doctors said there's this book that came out from a special uh, doctor. And he is an expert on this. It's the Bible of this condition. You need to get that and read it so you know everything about this disease. Well, she read about two pages and then that was it. She couldn't read any more. Because to her, it was like giving this sickness power. It was like learning all about it and glorifying it and making it bigger and bigger. She don't want to talk about it. She don't want to dwell on it. She don't want to call it my disease. She doesn't want it to be an excuse for why she can't do things. So what we did is we started applying the word of God to her body and to her life. And we began to pray and continually pray. And there are times when she'll wake me up in the middle of the night and ask me to pray for her because she's in pain. And you know what we'll do? We'll pray and we'll, we'll talk to the Lord and we'll engage in the spirit realm. And, and if she needs to take a pain pill, that's fine too. She might take a Tylenol or something like that. That's fine too. That doesn't mean we don't have faith. It means that we're engaged both in the natural and the spirit realm. But the spirit realm is where we have our power. Our power is in the spirit realm. Our peace is in the spirit realm. So at the end of the day, we know this about Kathy. We know this, is that whether, whether it's all gone and God takes it away in this life or in the next life, it doesn't matter because the promise is we shall be completely whole and healthy. We'll be presented before the Father in perfection someday, amen. And so it doesn't matter if it's here or if it's then or when it is. God's going to do what God promised to do. That exists in the spirit realm, and that's why we can lay our heads on the pillows at night and not worry and not be fretful and afraid. We have peace because of that there are some people who only have uh, natural abilities and spiritual abilities in the natural realm they they fight everything with natural fighting and I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 6 to you this is a little bit I'm going to read quite a bit of scripture but that's good because the word of God is good Ephesians 6 10 through 20 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. There's, there's some people I, just, I would just like to say that to you today. Here is your charge. It's not a suggestion. It's a charge to you. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Do you know you're supposed to be against the devil? For our struggle, you know you're supposed to struggle is not against flesh and blood, but you're not supposed to struggle against people. We're not here to beat the Democrats or beat the Republicans. We're not here to make our neighbors suffer. We're not here to like, uh, you know, get rid of all those transgenders. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. That's the prince of the power of the air, Satan and his work. That's what we engage in. When you're just fighting in the natural realm, you tend to fight your neighbor. You tend to fight people who think different. You tend to fight political opponents and other churches. And I see denominations and Christians fighting each other about what they believe because they're engaged in the natural realm more than they are the spirit realm. 
In the spirit realm, we're fighting evil. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. That means in a day when evil happens. And having done everything, stand firm. Stand, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you may be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the Spirit. Amen. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and perdition. Uh, petition for all the saints pray on my behalf he says that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains I may speak boldly as I ought to speak Paul's telling them pray for me that I may be affected by the spirit realm and be a better preacher 2 Corinthians 10 2 through 7 I ask that when I am present I need not be bold with the confidence with which I propose to be courageous against some who regard us as if we walked according to the flesh. Now, he's talking to a church and he's given specific instructions, but he's starting to get into this. I'm not walking in the flesh. You think I am, but I'm not walking in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. What is he saying? Although I have a body and I have a fleshly natural life, I don't wage war in this fleshly realm. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. You are looking at things outwardly in the natural. If anyone is confident in himself that he is Christ, let him consider this again within himself, that just as he is Christ, so are we. He's telling the church, I have a fleshly body and there are fleshly things that I do, but I'm not speaking to you. I'm not engaging you in the flesh. I'm telling you things that I'm getting in the spirit realm. God is leading me in the spirit realm. Your power is in the spirit realm. We have authority in the spirit realm. The Bible says we've been given authority over all the power of the enemy. That doesn't mean that it happens in the natural world. It means it happens in the spiritual world. We have spiritual power and spiritual weapons. Uh, There is prayer. Prayer is engaging God and getting into the spirit realm, right? When you pray, what you're doing is you're opening your mind's door to say, I'm going to really engage in the spirit realm right now. Fasting. Fasting is rejecting fleshly desires in order to weaken the flesh. Your flesh wants to do something it shouldn't do, right? Fasting is a way to tell your flesh, I'm going to tell you when to eat. You're not going to tell me when. I don't let my hunger tell me when to eat. I let the spirit tell me when to eat. You can fast in other ways, too. You can fast from television and say, I'm only going to watch TV when I choose to. Or you can uh, you can fast from saying uh, negative things or whatever it may be. When your flesh wants to do something and you tell it, no, you're giving power to the spirit and weakening the flesh. That's what fasting is all about. It's weakening the flesh or the attitude of the flesh so that the spirit gets stronger. You can pray. You can fast. You can worship. 
Worship exalts God in our lives, in our hearts, our minds, and our situations. When we worship God, he gets big, every problem gets small, right? Like we sang, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. You see, one of the reasons that you've got such a big mountain in your life is because you keep looking at it. And you keep glorifying it and you keep fighting it in the natural realm. When if you'd look at God and you'd worship God, God would get bigger and all of these problems wouldn't even matter anymore. Amen. Worship is your weapon. The word is your weapon. These are the declarations of truth from God himself. And when they are declared and believed, God's will becomes a reality in your natural world. Are you hearing me today? When the, the word of God is already established as the truth in the spirit realm, and it is in the natural too, but some people aren't living according to it, and sometimes our lives aren't aligned with it. So when we speak the word of God, when we say, I am provided for, what we're saying is in the natural realm, I'm believing that what God has already established in the spirit realm is coming into my life. You and I need to speak the word of God. That means you need to know it. And speak it out. There's going to be times when you need to declare God's word in your situation. It will destroy all of the other arguments and it will grow God's truth into your life. And finally today, we have the spiritual weapon of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the authority by which we do anything in this world. In the spirit realm or the natural realm at all. You know, it's like if you came to a demon and said, I want you to get off my friend. I'm commanding you to get off of my friend. Stop harassing my friend. And the demon says, who are you? And how, how do, why do you think I should listen to you? And you say, I'm here by the authority of the name of Jesus. And the demons have to obey you because Jesus has transferred his authority to you. If it's, it's as if he was the one who said it himself. Did you catch that? When we speak in the name of Jesus, we're speaking by the authority of Jesus. You have power to win victories, but it's in the spirit realm. So let's say you've lost your job and you've got financial problems and you don't know what to do. How do you as a person who lives in the spirit and in the natural, how do you function? What do you do? How do you handle that? Well, if you're only going to function in the natural, you're going to first of all worry a lot and not sleep very well and be grouchy and frustrated, Uh, it might even lead you to do some illegal things. You might uh, steal from your neighbor. You might lie uh, to the IRS. You might do some things you you shouldn't do in order to get some extra money because you're worried. And this is what happens when you follow the flesh is that people will do things they shouldn't do because there's no answers, no power. And you will struggle and you'll struggle And it'll be difficult for you because you're trusting in your own abilities to solve your problem instead of trusting in God. Now, what you should do is you should start by praying, engaging the spirit realm and start declaring the word of God. The word of God says God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. The the word says that if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things shall be added unto me. Jesus said, don't worry about what you'll eat or drink or wear or anything like that. God's going to take care of you. Amen. 
We start in the spirit realm, and then we don't just sit on our chair. We go knock on some doors, and we put our application in, and we call some people. And, and if we have to sell our motorcycle or whatever it is, we do what we need to do in the natural realm, but our power to win the battle began in the spirit realm. Are you hearing me today? You know how many doors God opened up for you because you prayed first? You know how many times God provided for you because your mama was praying for you? Come on, somebody. Your mama was praying for you, and you didn't even know it. She was praying over you, and God opened the door for you because somebody won the battle in the spirit realm before you even knew it. Come on. Victories are won in the spirit realm. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. Take courage. I I have overcome the world. We're going to have problems in this life. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Christians aren't always healthy And don't always have all the money they need. And don't always have every problem worked out. Do you know that we have problems just like everybody else does? Uh, A a good symbol of a Christian life is not that it is without problems. It is that in the midst of them, we have not lost our peace and our power and our hope and our victory. Amen? Amen. Because the victories that we have won aren't really about what happens in the temporary. They're about what has happened in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. If we spend all of our time fighting for earthly victories, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our purpose. We're wasting our power. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, it doesn't even matter what happens in the natural realm because Jesus has already won the war. Once again, you and I, we're fighting right now for the lives of people that don't know Jesus. That's what we're fighting for. We're fighting Satan who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. There are times he's going to come against you and try to hold you back and pull you down. And we'll fight him then, amen? And we'll lift you up by faith so that we can continue to do what God called us to do. At the end of the day, I have eternal life. Whether I live on this earth 56 years or 156 years, it doesn't matter. I have eternal life. Amen. It's been promised to me. At the end of the day, nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Hallelujah. No devil, no angel, no things that happen in this realm or in the next realm. I was born into his family. I am his son. Some days I'm a good son. Some days I'm not a good son, but I'm always his son. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Our eternal destiny as children of God is set, and there ain't nothing that can change that. That's why I have victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Yes, it was he who sought me and bought me. It is he who gives me the victory. I have lived in poverty. I have lived with a little bit of money. I have lived perfectly healthy. I have lived when I am sick. I have lived with lots of stress. I have lived with times when there was just nothing in this life that gave me any stress at all. I have been up. I have been down. At the end of the day, I am victorious in Jesus Christ, my Lord. And that victory exists in the spirit realm. That victory the world doesn't understand because they don't see it. They don't know that even if death was to take me today, death is a victory for me. Paul said if we had hope in this life only, we might be of all people to be the most pitied The persecution that we get, the lack of understanding, the difficulties that you might go through as a Christian. But our hope is not in this life only. Our hope is in the next life. Our hope is in the spirit realm. That's where my hope is today. It may not always look like it, but you and I are always victorious. So today, do you engage the spirit realm? 
Do you live and walk in the spirit? Do you live in? Does that mean do you know you're abiding in a spiritual realm? You're alive in Christ Jesus in a spiritual realm. Do you walk in the spirit realm? Is is that where you engage and function in your daily life? Do you take problems to the Lord? Do you pray? Do you worship? Do you engage when the enemy attacks? Do you speak to the devil? Do you declare the word of God over your children and your neighbors and your country? Do you engage in the spirit realm? You see, you and I are called to change the world. We have been called to be that man or that woman in our world. Amen. And God has given us special abilities, power, authority to advance his kingdom in our families and in our communities and in our world to destroy the works of Satan. But if we're just functioning in the natural, we're not much better than anyone around us because our power is limited in the natural. God hasn't given us natural power. It isn't that we get saved and all of a sudden we can lift a thousand pounds over our head. It isn't that we get saved and all of a sudden we can do calculus. I I couldn't get past algebra two. Come on, anybody with me? (laughs) Yes. It's not that we get saved and our natural self all of a sudden becomes better. God can do that and sometimes he does. It's that our spiritual abilities are better. We grow. We become powerful in the spiritual realm. People who live in the natural realm will struggle constantly. Even Christians, they'll struggle because they're functioning in a realm where they have no power. They have no ability. They use weapons that are weak and ineffective. You remember the story of David and Goliath? David killed Goliath. What a great story. But before this happened, David had volunteered, was the only one of the armies of Israel. This young teenage boy volunteered to fight this great warrior Goliath. And before he got to go out there, King Saul said, I'm going to give you my fighting armor. This is what you're going to fight with. And, And David saw it and he tried to put it on and it was so big and so heavy he couldn't even bear it. He said, I can't use this. This isn't going to be a bit of good. So what did he do? He went out into the riverbed and he got five smooth stones and it only took one. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he swung that slingshot around and he hit David in the, uh, Goliath in the head and he fell down dead. You know what? That, when you try to function in the natural realm, you try to use your smarts and your ability to solve your problems. You know what you're doing? You're like trying to take Saul's armor and kill Goliath with it. David didn't function in the natural. The natural says don't even fight Goliath. And if you do, take all of these weapons of war. David was fighting in the spirit. It wasn't his slingshot that was powerful. It was his faith in God that was powerful. Amen. He was functioning in the spirit realm and he won the victory. So while the world will whine, we're going to worship. Come on. Hallelujah. While the world worries, we're going to pray. While the world trusts in themselves and their own abilities, we're going to trust in God and his promises. While the world complains, we're going to declare the word of God. While the world struggles, we're going to rest in the victory that Jesus has already won. And while the world walks foolishly in the authority of their own opinion... We're going to walk in the authority of the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. God has given us power. He's anointed us and given us power to change our world. And our power is in the spirit realm. So I want to encourage you today. Be aware of the spirit realm in your life. Be aware. When you see somebody suffering, look at it from a spiritual perspective. See if it's an attack of the enemy. It might be a continuous attack of the enemy. Or it might be that they're just, they're going through something because this world is cursed. 
and they need help and they need encouragement. And then when you see these things in your life and in the world around you and others, engage, pray, talk to God about it. Can I tell you something? We spend more time worrying about problems than we do praying about them. Come on. And, and some of us spend more time whining about our problems than we do praying about them. Some of us know our problems so much better, we can describe our problems better than we can describe our God. We're so aware of our difficulties, and we can, like, we can tell everybody every little thing about them, but we don't know that much about what God's Word says about our problem. But if we flip the script, if we start focusing on God, we can make changes. We can be effective and powerful faster than a speeding bullet. Ha hallelujah. More, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. You know what I'm talking about? In the spirit realm, you and I can walk and live in ways that we affect change for the world around us. And that's what God has called us to do. And that's why I want us to pray today before we leave. I want us to engage the spirit realm and begin to pray about the needs that we have.